When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. We are joined, as always, every week. Brian Baldinger, All-City NFL analyst at the Hula Bowl, joining us at a special time today here on a Football Thursday. Baldy, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. I mean, I'm having a good time down here in Orlando, Florida. I uh, was out of practice all day today with a bunch of kids that are looking to get to the next level, meeting some of them, talking to some longtime coaches, friends of mine, Brian Billick, Mike Smith, a bunch of guys uh, that have been in this business a long time. So uh, it was a good day. Good, good day if you're a football guy like myself. You got to love the college football all-star circuit. It really kicks off draft season. You got to love it. We're yeah. gearing up for senior bowl here in the next couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. And it's a pivotal, pivotal draft season for Monty Austinfort and the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, I, I want to get into that. Absolutely. But we haven't talked since the Cardinals, you know, regular season finale where they really had Pete Carroll. We didn't know it was his final game and those Seahawks on the ropes and we saw a team that kind of came out there with their head held high and a lot of momentum and confidence going into the offseason. Baldy, Baldy what did you see from that final game? Well, I mean, look at the year that James Conner had. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's remarkable. He ran for over 1,000 yards, finished with maybe his best game of the season. Uh, they ran the ball really, really well. Um, you know, I think they finished either second or third in the NFL in rush average. Um, you know, it was like, really what they became good at. And when they beat Philly and Dallas and some of their big wins this year, they they ran the ball really, really well. Pittsburgh, I mean, look at these playoff teams that they beat. So um, you can point to some building blocks. You know, Michael Wilson, final game, really good game. You can see, like, okay, there's going to be a spot for him. And, you know, Buddha, who, you know, did he want to be here? Did he want to be here? I mean, finished finish the season, probably a little ticked off that he's not a Pro Bowl safety. And he kind of played like that. So uh, I thought they finished strong. Um, the score is the score, but uh, I thought that uh, they competed really, really good. You know, they take the L to the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, John and Gannon, 0-6 in the NFC West, very competitive. And Bo and I talk about it consistently, Baldy, is anytime you're thinking about postseason or a winning record, you have to contextualize it within the NFC West. And you've got, in my opinion, three guys – that coach the other teams that could be en route to the Hall of Fame one day. How significant is the departure of Pete Carroll? Because I see a lot of people saying, oh, they're going to upgrade. Oh, it was time to move on. All I know, Baldy, is this is a guy that's won, had a winning record 11 of 12 seasons, and has whooped up on this franchise. I, I take that as a win in the offseason for this franchise, the Arizona Cardinals. Well, I mean, you lose a, a coach like Pete Carroll. I mean, it's it's a big void in this whole league. I mean, he was a special special coach, one at every level. Um, and I think he can continue to win. I mean, I don't see I, – I, I talked to Pete a couple times this year, 
And you don't even, you never think about age when you talk about Pete. And, you know, he's made changes to his staff. Uh, he unloaded a quarterback. Like, I mean, they've done all the things you got to do. I think they've hit on some draft picks. Um, look, 9-8 and eight is 9-8. and eight. They took San Francisco to the brink in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe look, I think um, he's been there for, I don't know, 12 years now, whatever it is. Um, he, he left his mark. But I don't know that you could just go, okay, we'll go get Dan Quinn. We'll go get so-and-so. I mean, here are all these names. Um, Pete Carroll was a special coach. And so uh, it's more than X's and O's. I mean, it's, you know, you walk in a building and you lose a heartbreaking game. The coach has to pick everybody up. And, you know, Pete knew how to do all of that. It's a strange time, right? I mean, we grow up two, you know, two decades. We're watching some of these powerhouse coaches, Belichick, you know, his tenure ended today and Saban retired yesterday and Carroll the day before blown out of Seattle or, or given a different position. Uh, this changing of the guard, like who do you envision as maybe kind of the next ones to kind of take the baton from those those powerhouse coaches? Well, I mean, Sean McVay's on his way. Um, you know, I think that Kyle Shanahan is always going to be a great coach in this league. Uh, I think that, and they just happen to be in your division, but I, you know, I think they're well coached in green Bay, very well coached in green Bay. And I think you'll, you'll, you'll see that Sunday afternoon when they play Dallas. Um, I think, you know, I talk to people in Philadelphia all the time. They miss Shane Steichen players miss him. The organization misses him. I mean, I think Shane is doing a good job. I mean, what D'Amico Ryan's is doing in Houston, uh, you know, it's, it, they're just, you know, they're, they're just getting started. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think Vrabel is going to catch on real fast. And I think he's a very good coach. And I think Tennessee made a big mistake, but there's probably a power play, at, you know, going on there in Nashville. So that happens sometimes. But I, I think he'll land on his feet and continue to be a, a winning coach in this league. You know, Baldy, now that we're here in the offseason for the Cardinals, this is a stark contrast to where this team was a year ago. They had uncertainty with Kyler Murray come off the ACL. Fast forward now. He's their quarterback in 2024. They didn't have a GM. They were in the process of trying to find Gannon and Austin Ford. How is it a different mindset now kicking off an offseason when when you know you have clarity at GM, head coach, and quarterback? Talk about the significance of that when you're trying to compete now in 2024 as opposed to very much a rebuilding year this past year. Well, you can't win in this league, and you can't win consistent, consistently in this league if you don't have that consistency at the top. When you don't have general manager, coach, quarterback in alignment, you, you, you're you not going to win. You might have a good year. You might have a soft schedule, win, a good, win 10 games, go to the playoffs, but you're not going to win and compete every year the way – the Rams are right now, where the 49ers are right now, where they're literally competing every single year. Maybe Detroit gets there. Um, a lot of teams are trying to get there, but you have to have that. You have to have that stability at the top of your organization. If you're going to be a player in this business, you know, year in, year out. And so it starts there. They've got to, you know, obviously there's steps they have to take and they have to win a lot more games, but it looks like the foundation has been set between the three player, uh, three people that you talked about. Baldy, from the performance against Philadelphia in Week 17 and then the near win in the finale against the Seahawks, felt like Jonathan Gannon and crew didn't have, you know, the usual 4-13 and feeling after the final whistle blew that, 
normally you're like, hey, put this season to bed. Let's move on. They, they were kind of bummed that the, the time ran out on the season. Uh, a lot to be excited about here. What, what did you? What were your main takeaways from, from JG's first season at the helm in the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I mean, just that. They finished strong. They were, I mean, you know, Philadelphia is still reeling from that loss a couple weeks ago. Um, they took Seattle to the brink last week. I, I just think there was a lot of optimism, and I think you can identify a lot of players. You know, I think they've got a center. I think they've got a right tackle. I think they have a running back. I mean, the tight end is real, you know, and McBride. And so, I mean, you just go through the organization right now, and you can find staples, you know, to, I think, who the Cardinals are going to be and who their star player is going to be and who you're going to go out and buy jerseys for and all that kind of stuff that's part of merchandising and business and everything. But I think, you know, th- this year was about identifying core core positions and core players. And sometimes you got to play it all the way to the end to find it. You know, I mean, I'm sure maybe midseason you didn't think James Conner was going to be long-term for this organization, but I don't see how there's any way that James Conner isn't going to be back here. Um, you know, and so I, I think that's a big part of it. And then you can look at other players you know is Hollywood Brown going to be a part of this and you know you can look at other other positions and go maybe there's question marks and where we need to build but I think a lot of those a lot it's a lot easier to answer some of those questions right now than it was even six weeks ago. Baldy you look at the the landscape of this offseason this draft is is very at least top heavy with with offensive blue chip players tackles wide receivers and the Cardinals are going to dabble in that. But you look at where the, the gaps on this team are. It's in the front seven. It's at cornerback, right? How do they go into this offseason having to weigh the temptation of splurging in free agency but also making sure that they team build the right way? Because we saw this year they did not have enough quality NFL defensive linemen to get through the season. It was the biggest hamper that they faced. And there's going to be a temptation, especially when you consider where the draft favors offense, 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 like – Free agency can be fool's gold, but doesn't it feel like this year, especially they're going to have to rip the bandaid off and and make some tough choices and maybe sign some guys outside their comfort zone? Well, yeah, I mean, those are, you know, the, there's a reason why there's free agency before the draft. I think it should be the other way around, but you basically sign free agents based on what you're describing. You know, how strong is the draft on blue chip pass rushers? on blue trip, you know, defensive linemen, you know, who are like, how many of them are there and what's our chances of getting one mm-hmm. to that, to, to build around. And so uh, if they're not in a position to get those guys, you sometimes you have to overspend in free agency, but you have to be, you have to be extremely cautious. This isn't the designated hitter because, <laughs> you know, Chris Jones played great in Kansas city. Doesn't mean Chris Jones is going to play great in Arizona. If you give him a bankroll and bank, big bankroll and I'm not knocking Chris I'm just bringing his name up because he's going to be a free agent but you got to be very very careful um and I think I think they will be I I don't think they're going to go crazy and my guess is they're going to go crazy in free agency that they're continue to build but you know sometimes you can go second tier free agents and they can do the job for what you're asking them to do and so you have to be you got to identify how you want to build your team. Do you want to build it on the edges? Do you want to build it in the trenches, solely in the trenches? I mean, those are all Monty's, you know, decisions as they start to put this thing together. 
And I think Monty's proven so far he can find those guys, right? Because you're white. Uh, he gets yelled at Fro to hold like some really solid guys that were under the radar. Like, get you out on this one. Uh, obviously, you talk to our friends over at CHGO Bears and PHLY Eagles. And, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. declared for the draft today. And he seems to be if probably the top prospect, definitely the, not, the best non-quarterback prospect. When you look at the teams atop this draft, Bears, Commanders, Patriots, and the Patriots, they, I mean, they're, they're, re, they're hitting the reset button. Is there a realistic chance, in your opinion, that Marvin Harrison Jr. is there at four for the Cardinals? Well, I could see Chicago – if Chicago stays with Justin Fields, uh, I could see them trading down and taking Marvin Harrison. They need him. But I also can see the Bears saying this is a once-in-a-lifetime to go get Caleb Williams or if they feel like Caleb Williams is a guy – for 10 years, it's going to be a star in this league. I mean, they may very well move on and take him. So there's a, there's a good chance that he could be there at four right now. I think so, because I think quarterbacks are always going to get pushed up, and I think they're going to get pushed up in this draft. Real quick, Baldy, last question for me. Did you, did you see enough from Kyler Murray this year? I know, like, when we talked about it throughout the course of the season, there was some hesitation. The, the Cardinals clearly wanted to give him every opportunity to succeed. But, like, when you put the tape on – I thought week by week, game by game, he got better and really elevated some guys on this roster like a Greg Dorch, Michael Wilson toward the tail end that, that should give Cardinal fans confidence into 2024. Yeah, I, 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 look, they're hard to find. They, they're just hard to find. And he's a yeah. talented player. And, you know, he threw the ball very, very well. And uh, it was a limited, you know, um, I, I thought he had to come back from the injury, have to overcome that. I think he did all of that. And so I believe that uh, he's under contract. I believe they should continue to build around Kyler. And look, if, if it doesn't work out, you just continue to build around that position, period. And yeah. you make the team just better. Like if, if it doesn't work out and you have to go back into the quarterback pool, like a lot of teams end up doing, uh, at least your team is going to be better and better ready for a young quarterback if that's the decision you make, whether it's next year or the year after. Like Philadelphia, when Carson Wentz and things kind of fell apart there, it was perfectly set up for Jalen Hurts to take the baton. Like, that doesn't mean you have to spend a first-round pick on a quarterback, but give him a couple more years, and who's who's to say you can't look at another another guy eventually? No, I mean, look, you 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 that, that's just the formula. You just have to keep building. Now, they traded for A.J. Brown. They drafted Devontae Smith. They had Dallas Goddard. They had an elite offensive line. Um, you know, it was just a question of just tweaking certain things, but – you know, they have a, f a certain philosophy in Philadelphia, which has allowed them to compete and, you know, be a perennial playoff team that's not going well for them right now. But they have the opportunity to change that on Monday night. But, yes, I mean, Jalen's a good example of what you have to do in this business and how you have to do it. I mean, look at San Francisco. Look at, you know, striking goal with Puka Nakua in Los Angeles and what that's done for the franchise right now. Um, Kyron Williams, I mean, they got they hit gold on two fifth-round picks. So that rarely happens, but the Rams don't get first-round picks. So they got to be really good in the later rounds. The All-City NFL podcast is gearing you up for Super Wild Card Weekend. Baldy, Anthony Gargano, you guys got previews all up and down your social media page right now. Go check those out now and subscribe to the All-City NFL podcast. Baldy, always great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of the Hula Bowl. I look forward to it, guys. We got uh, we got the Condor coming on, Max Crosby <laughs> tomorrow, talking right. about the playoffs. So we're uh, we're going to get into it with Mad Max and uh, look ahead to this weekend for sure. 
Got the best guests in the biz, Baldy and Anthony Gargano. Take care, Baldy. Thanks, man. Okay. Thanks, Baldy. Okay, well, see you, Johnny. There he is saying build around him. Kyler Murray, that's uh, that's just get better and better, continue to improve your roster. And listen, we get anointed. I get anointed fanboy. I mean, Brian Baldinger watches more tape than anybody is on this program every week saying, I need to see more. Let's see more. I, I, you know, I think you take that certainly at face value. If you're a Cardinal fan, if you've got hesitations with Kyler Murray and I, I love the point of just set any quarterback up for success. Mm -hmm. And that was the argument you and I made time after time. It's like, not only if you're taking Drake may or Caleb Williams or somebody like that, and you jet set Kyler Murray off, not only do do you have to support that player, you then lose the first, second, third, fourth overall pick to use on something to elevate them, like yeah. a Marvin, like a Joe Alt. I, I think this franchise saw enough from Kyler Murray, certainly, to be able to say, you're our guy. But then we also need to put contingency plans in place that this roster never gets back to what it was under Steve Kime, ever. Just, yeah, absolutely. Nearly empty cupboard, like a, yeah. a tight end here, a tackle, a running back, but but not enough to where if you go down one of your key players that you're going to be able to keep your head above water in, in this division, right? In the NFC West, it's a gauntlet. And the Arizona Cardinals, that offense down the stretch, the final two games, Johnny, 15 of their 16 drives, they avoided three and outs. That's unheard of. Like Cliff Kingsbury era, then I, I guarantee you that never happened. Now, I no. mean, I have to go do the do some hardcore research there, but 15 to 16 drives, they were sustained. They were churning clock. They were winning the time of possession. They were moving the football and putting up points on the foot on the board when Matt Prater wasn't missing field goals. Uh, yeah, I, Kyler Murray is him, and he did a great job. Will he have a new pass catcher this offseason? I see the Bear fans in the chat. Welcome, friends. Yeah. Talk your shit. We're going to get into Marvin Harrison Jr. here in a second, but first I want to tell everybody about our friends at BetMGM. Bet 5, get 158 instantly. I can't bet on the Arizona Cardinals drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. yet on their sweet, sweet prop bets, so I'm going to have to settle for a loaded slate of NFL action, put five bucks. I like Kansas City to win. I like Tampa in an upset on Monday Night Football. Sorry, Baldy. I like a parlay this weekend. Do it with our friends at BetMGM. Bet 10. You get $158 instantly. New customers. Win or lose. All you got to do, download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS or Android device or check them out. The desktop version is great. BetMGM.com. Get the full setup. Sign up and deposit at least five bucks in your newly created account. First of all, if you waited so long, what have you been doing? But now we're going to hook you up. That bonus code PHNX. Once you've placed your bet, you're going to receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Link problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I'm looking at tonight's local slate. You got the Coyotes in action. You got GCU basketball also in action. Uh, not too bad. And I'm looking at some pretty decent deals right now on the Game Time app. The best deals you're going to be able to find are right here on Game Time. 
Uh, bought myself some Cardinals tickets for my wife and my son earlier this season. Of course, it was in a loss. It's unfortunate against the Giants. That was brutal. But it was the first game of my kid's life, and he loved it. And we didn't break the bank because game time's going to set you up with not outrageous fees, and they're going to get you in the door. They're also going to be able to get you a parking pass if you want it. It's not just about getting tickets to the event. It's about saving and making in the best deal you possibly can do right now. It's yeah. the game time app. And you can do that by downloading the game time app. And then when you create an account, use the code PHNX to get 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again, create that account, redeem it with the code PHNX. You get 20 bucks off your first purchase, download the game time app today, last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. The chat's on fire today. Uh, I'm ready to dive in with no protective gear at all. I'm ready just to go face first. But first, before we do that, everybody's got to like this stream right now. Like this video. The goal is 500 likes today. It's never been done, or maybe it has, but I can't remember. We're going 500 likes today. This is your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Welcome, Bear fans. Welcome, Patriot fans. Give us a like. Let's look at these super chats here. Uh, Merv, our guy, busting a move, uh, $9.99. By all means, the most amazing 4-13 and 13 feeling season ever. Bizarre because we usually be sounding the alarms and ending all speculation woes on who's on the hot seat, but the end of the season felt so exciting. Isn't it just nice, Merv and Bo, that we're not in a position where we have to speculate who's getting fired, you know, the Bears keeping Matt Eberflus, that's hilarious, all these other coaches, <laughs> Vrabel being jet-set, like, the Cardinals, I think they they did a great job. I had somebody DM me today. It's like, isn't it nice that the Cardinals chose to move off of Cliff Kingsbury when they did? Because going into this gauntlet, when 20 to 25% of the league has openings, that's not a game the Cardinals want to play in. Yeah, when you see all the coaching vacancies right now, the coaching carousel, um, it, it makes you feel uh, nice, nice yeah. inside to know that the Arizona Cardinals aren't going to be out there vying with some pretty impressive franchises for some coaching talent out there. And they've got their guy that they believe in going forward. Deuce hitting us with the $2 super chat on the heels of the Baldy interview. Goat emoji. This is why Baldy is him. Thanks, Baldy. Another goat emoji. Thank you, Deuce. Yeah, Baldy, you can't beat that. That's my favorite segment all season long. He brought it, you know, whether or not the Arizona Cardinals were in the win column or not, he was bringing the insight, explaining it, breaking it down to us as far as where they were struggling, where they were finding success. And it was awesome to hear from Baldy because he came prepared each and every week. He comes prepared in everything he does. Uh, Jeremy jumping on here, Johnny, with a $5 super chat. Yeah, I love this energy. Can't wait for the draft party. It will be even better than last year. Going to Four Peaks again, hashtag in Monty, we trust. I think right now it's it's tentative for Four Peaks. Are we allowed to say that? No. Uh, no, we can't say that. Can't I don't say know where a, it is. You can't say a thing. It's embargo. I can't say a thing. I don't know where it is. I'm out of the loop. They just tell me where to go, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> here's here's what I'm I will say. Wherever it may be. And if it is back at our at our old stomping ground in 8th Street in Tempe, it's going to be unbelievable as well. But it's going to be more – I'll tell you what. The, there is going to be a difference. It's We're going to be among the people. Like, we're not just going to be off doing a show. We're going to be doing a show with everybody. This is going to be an amazing draft for the Arizona Cardinals. We're excited. We are, I mean, it's mandatory to have a draft party at this point. I, we, we can't do one a draft without one. And we're going to be out there breaking down who the Cardinals fall fourth overall or trade down or whatever they do. Uh, we're going to we're going to be celebrating it. And it's we a party, but it's also beers back. The guy that just came randomly up to me yeah. and just started slamming beers. Yeah, yeah that happened. Appearance. 
it's a party, but it's where you want to be if you're a Cardinal fan. Like, we will be dishing out the most up-to-date, accurate information. I, I remember driving in on the interstate last year from Maricopa, God help me, and I was driving to Tempe, and I was listening to a source and, and tweeting out that we had heard that, you know, the Cardinals had a trade partner. And at the time, it ended up being Tennessee, and then Tennessee backed out, and Houston took over. I mean, a lot can happen, and we're going to give you the most up-to-date, accurate information, just like we do every day on this podcast love this energy from merv here 499 bear fans my thoughts and prayers go out to all of you you're living your version of josh rosen versus (laughs) tyler murray in 2019 um let's get into it marvin harrison jr opted to declare finally today for the 2024 nfl draft while there was speculation which was faux and you and i uh dismissed that a couple weeks ago that he would come back and play another year for the ohio state buckeyes He made it official today, declaring his intention to play ball at the highest professional football level in the NFL. And I do believe this is just now one step forward for him potentially becoming a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Bo Brock, your your thoughts on on Marvin's announcement today? I mean, yeah, nobody was buying. Hey, you know, the boosters at Ohio State, whatever their NIL club is that they were going to match whatever, you know, similar to a rookie contract for, for an NFL first-year player. I mean, that, that's absurd. I, and what Marvin Harrison confirmed today in his, his letter to the Buckeye Nation and his declaration to the draft was it's a dream come true. Like he wanted to go play in Columbus and play for Ohio State and compete against Michigan, but that's not the ultimate goal for Marvin Harrison Jr. It's to play NFL Sundays. It's to compete and, and, and continue his father's legacy while creating his own in the NFL. Yeah. Like Ohio State, all well and good. And, and I, I don't mean to say this. It's not an indictment on the, on the university and its football program. It was a stepping stone for Marvin Harrison Jr. It wasn't, he's not going to go back. I'm sure he doesn't like that he lost to Michigan as much as he did, but he doesn't care enough to stick around and try to fix it. He's got more important things to do, and that's compete at the NFL level. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in the draft. I I feel confident in saying that, and but it's it's such a odd scenario, Johnny, where the most talented player and confirmed by Paris Johnson Jr. the hardest working player, at least in that football program, which is just you know so many unbelievable talented. Football players have come most recently, Paris Johnson Jr., C.J. Stroud, the year before, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olive. Like, even among those guys, he stood out. And it's outrageous and a blessing for the Arizona Cardinals that he could be on the board at fourth overall. It's insane to think about. 6'3", 200 pounds, Bolitnikoff winner, Heisman Trophy finalist. I mean, the guy had 2,400 yards receiving over the last two seasons combined with 28 touchdowns. He's an absolute animal. His dad's a Hall of Famer, and he's a student of the game. He's everything that you want. He's the complete package, and it's absurd that that he's even going to be there potentially at four. Yeah, and you talk about best player in this year's draft, best player in last year's draft. Like pre-draft yeah. rankings, he would have been the best player in last year's draft. So you figure out how many players are drafted, 260, 255 or something. So it's like out of like 600 guys, if you include undrafted free agents, he is the best player. And the Cardinals are going to have an opportunity to select him to fortify a need and to fortify really the star power and the cachet that they need offensively. You know, I and it just, it's the cherry on top that, he wants to be an Arizona Cardinal. Like, I, I know we have Bear fans here and Patriot fans that are scoffing at that, maybe Commander fans. No, no, no. Check the receipts. He, he's liking Cardinal posts. 
He's good friends with Paris Johnson Jr., as Bo alluded to. He would get to immediately produce with Kyler Murray. Go ask, I'm going to tell you right now, go ask Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets what a shit quarterback situation can do to your legacy, your ability Mm. to make money playing in the frigid AFC East, or would you like to come out to the greater Phoenix area and live in the East Valley and catch passes in the uh, Glendale-friendly, State Farm-friendly dome with Kyler Murray? Tell me which which you – or do you want to go to New England, which he's not going to New England, but uh, hypothetically catching passes from a washed Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson as a free agent? You think that sounds appealing to him? I mean, he he just got done – carrying a quarterback this year at Ohio State. I think he'd like to hit the ground running and have 12, 1,300 yards as a rookie and play with Kyler Murray. You don't think he's considering that? Of course he is. I, I get it. We mentioned this the other day. If he could go first overall, I, I, of course, everybody wants to be the first player drafted. The, the Chicago Bears are taking Caleb Williams. End of discussion. End of story. You sent me a video. <laughs> Ryan Poles can't stop putting his foot in his mouth. It's embarrassing. You talked about four quarterbacks today, right. and you got reporters rightfully doing their job coming after him. What do you mean four quarterbacks? He's like, I, I don't even remember saying that. That that's, <laughs> It's laughable. It's happening. Bear fans, t- take your medicine. You've got a better quarterback in route. But like Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Arizona Cardinals, assuming that it happens, will be the biggest acquisition for this franchise since Larry Fitzgerald was drafted in 2004. And I love Kyler Murray, but there were questions about his height. He was not a perfect prospect. Marvin Harrison Jr. comes to the Arizona Cardinals, a perfect prospect, a plug-and-play player that you immediately have a number one receiver in your offense, and that you just can't say that about anybody else. Yeah, the the cult of Justin Fields is an odd one. It really is. Get help. (laughs) With with Caleb Williams on the board, and... He he wants to go home and watch movies with his pets, and you know he paints his fingernails. He, he's a he's a little he, he's 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 a different dude, right? But he's also as talented as they come throwing the football, and he's he's already more talented throwing the football than Justin Fields. And sure. Justin Fields had ample opportunity to get it done. If you want to blame the offensive line, if you want to make blame the offensive play callers, still wasn't enough there throwing the football to say especially with where he is contractually at this stage in his career, it just doesn't make sense to do it. Like I know like you, you, you still want to think of what the a perfect future looks like where he taps into his potential and he matches his, his throwing ability with his, his actual like athletic ability. And then what he would look like with a playmaker, the caliber of Marvin Harrison jr. And the playmaker of that DJ Moore already is. But I think like he had several opportunities to succeed and just didn't do it. And look, you know, Matthew, if, if Caleb is a diva, sure. But there are there are a lot of quarterbacks that are that are cocky, confident, that that are, you, you know, these are guys that they're athletes that are coddled, starting when they start to make big plays at the high school level, maybe even before that. And and yeah. that's you're going to have to take that sometimes. You're going to have to obviously go through the maturation process and development of a young quarterback. We've seen it before our very eyes here in the desert. Like what, what happens when you take a young player that's been as talented as Kyler Murray is and is one in every level and you throw him into an organization that's struggled since it came to the desert, even before that. There are a lot of quarterbacks too. that are boy scouts that are great guys that suck ass at playing quarterback, right? <laughs> like that, I, we make too much of that. Like, man, he's just great up there on the whiteboard. I, right. just, I said the other day, I love the cut of his jib. He comes, Daniel he's, Jones. A coach's, he's a coach's son. Yeah. Isn't it great? And then you go out there, you can't play. You're a bust. Like say, I mean, J- Josh Rosen was a great guy. Couldn't play. Right. 
I, there are Jake Locker. There are too many examples where it's like, man, he just checks all the boxes. But is he a great thrower of the football? Is he an elite playmaker? Like Caleb Williams, not my cup of tea. But certainly, if the Cardinals were picking first overall, we were ready to entertain that. Cardinals, mm-hmm. I'm sure, were ready to entertain that. But guess what? Kyler Murray showed them that, number one, you, you're not in a position to draft Caleb Williams. And number two, Kyler Murray is going to win you a lot of games, I think, still as an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, that's unequivocal. Kyler Murray's been to the playoffs, and he's elevated franchise that without him can't win games, period. Like, that can't be disputed. Kyler Murray's in the lineup. Better chance than not to win. Kyler Murray out of the lineup, your, your winning percentage is like 100. Okay, so then let's fast forward to the Chicago Bears. What's your record with Justin Fields as a member of the Chicago Bears? Not in the NFC West with three Hall of Fame-level head coaches. Right. Uh, you get to play the Vikings with Kirk Cousins in and out of the lineup. Historically, dumpster fire Detroit, which is their this is their first playoff season since Justin Fields has been there. And then the Packers with an eroding Aaron Rodgers and a rebuilding team this year with Jordan Love. Oh, he's won 11 games in three years? He's missed time every year? He's got more turnovers than touchdown passes? Just say it out loud. You don't think the Bears are going to quantify all of this, and then they're going to put the tape on? So, I again, I hate having to knock Justin Fields on this podcast, but you guys just make it too easy. They're not taking Marvin Harrison Jr., a receiver first overall, when they have a chance for back-to-back years, as our guy Brad Spielberger from PFF alluded to, to take a franchise quarterback. They they passed on C.J. Stroud last year. And they're going to pass on Caleb Williams this year? No, they're going to take him, and then Justin Fields is going to play somewhere else. And the Cardinals are going to have every opportunity to take Marvin Harrison Jr. as a result. 10 games, actually. He's 10 and 28. Oh, sorry. Just but, but my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Does that help his case at all? If I take one of the, the dubs away from him? Uh, look, it, it just... So now with the, the, the news today out of Foxborough, with New England moving off Bill Belichick. And that's something that we've been discussing for the, for the most of the week. Just like as, as great as Marvin Harrison Jr. projects to be to, to start a rebuild, to start a, a new era with a wide receiver. I don't think it's ever really been done. Uh, Denny green did it in 2004, but the Cardinals had Josh McCown and Denny was a little bit of a wild card. <laughs> And Denny Green had a special relationship with Larry Fitzgerald. Sure. Um, so if Vrabel Patri- gets there, the Ohio State alum, does that uh, does that concern you at all? I mean, it's, the Patriots concern me just because I know Caleb and Drake may unequivocally, unequivocally are going one-two. Mm-hmm. I feel good about that happening. So, of course, like, Jaden Daniels has to do his part. We're all, I'm doing my part. Have you seen those viral videos? Yeah, I'm doing my part. That We need Jaden Daniels to do his part. And I think he will. <laughs> Because, I don't know, if you looked at his statistics this year, they were unfathomably good. He's 6'3", he's got a big-time arm, he's super, super athletic, and I don't know if Vrabel's getting that job. They talked about today, Ian Rappaport, saying what the former linebacker, that their defensive coordinator, he might get that job internally. Mayo. What's that guy's name? Gerard Mayo. Yeah, and I think, didn't he interview for the Cardinals job a couple years ago before they hired Cliff Kingsbury? Like, Gerard Mayo, Jaden Daniels, that could be a nice pairing. Uh, So I... Number one, though, number one, Belichick had to leave. He's gone now. Yeah. Because you and I talked about it. Jody outlined this on his radio show. Belichick feeling the pressure to win by Kraft. And they and what if they took away all of his power? And he's like, you have to win. You have to do this. They're a team that's signing a veteran quarterback. And they're a team that's making a, a rush decision to say, we're going to try to win games next year with a shit roster. What you should do in all actuality is understand 
you're in a division with Josh Allen, Mike McCoy, or uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua, and then Aaron Rodgers one more year. You need to build the foundation of the future, which is a franchise quarterback this year, and hopefully support him with free agents and, and later draft picks. But, I mean, if it's Gerard Mayo, I think that that helps the Jaden Daniels case. I think Vrabel is a little bit more old school. I won with Ryan Tannehill. He wasn't my guy. Will Levis, I don't want another rookie. So we'll see. I think, again, I think it's probably 50-50 at this point. B's doing his part in the chat saying Jaden Daniels, uh, Drake May, Michael Penix, all first ballot Hall of Famers. I agree with that. We've already started that. We are are gassing these guys up until draft night. Uh, You know, there is a... um, there's an insider out there that that continues to point to Marvin Harrison Jr. being available and wearing a Cardinals uniform uh, next next year. It's Benjamin Albright. Uh, Benjamin Albright took to social media today after Marvin Harrison declared after somebody's been asking him some questions. Uh, I think he quote tweeted. Who, who did he quote tweet? Just, just um, the announcement of MHJ. Uh, and this was his answer. I wonder if he likes warm, dry airs on a weather. Do they have that in New England? It's like dry, cold weather, I guess. He noticed he didn't say. I wonder if he likes the birthplace of Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I, I go socks. I I don't think any of that happened. I think he said, "Hey, do you want to be a member of the Arizona Cardinals?" Because it's happening. Um, I mean, you just you just you thank God for days like today. You thank the football gods, and you get down. I got emotional reading this. I told Benjamin <laughs> as much on on Twitter. You see that, and it's just Benjamin is very confident that Jaden Daniels is going third overall, it feels like, or second, and then the and the Patriots take Drake May. Very confident that three quarterbacks are going top three. What is this from Danny jumping in here? Thank you for the 999 super chat. Uh, Danny Redbirds, my brother Dave told Bo to eat his vegetables. In Bo's defense, remember when everybody thought Jerry Judy was a badass? There is more than one good receiver in the draft. Veggie me, baby. Trade down. He wants alignment. Danny, Danny. Redford wants, wants alignment. Well, first of all, Danny, thank you for the super chat. Don't ever, ever compare Jerry Judy to Marvin Harrison Jr. No. Where is Jerry? Jerry Judy went, what, 15th overall in the draft? 12th, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, um, and, and I know our guys over at DMVR do some heavy lobbying for Jerry Judy. To be honest with you, I've never been a Jerry Judy guy. Uh, I mean, they, they they made his case as far as his route running ability, but as far as the size, the work ethic that's been talked about, and I've seen it even from I've heard it from from Paris Johnson Jr. himself. Like Paris Johnson Jr. worked with two first round picks and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, and he says Marvin's different. And you look at the pedigree. Marvin Harrison was an, was a Hall of Famer. He's in the top ten in every major statistical category in receiving. And he was undersized. Marvin Harrison, like, as far as I, I feel confident in saying that his bust ability is very low. And Jerry, like, he's not going to be, we're not going to sit here and, and have to debate if he's Jerry Judy, you know, going in, like, does he get his fifth year option picked up? Yeah, I see people are saying he was never even the number one receiver in his class. Henry Ruggs, who, uh, tragic events, is not in the NFL anymore, but uh, he went first. And like I like Judy fine, but yeah, you're right. He went in the mid-teens. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a prize. We've been talking about him for two years. This is not the same thing. And I'm like, 
what was that dude's name? That Danny. I want these tackles yeah. are elite. Like I'm not. We can I appreciate his brother about, Dave telling me to eat my vegetables. I do appreciate that. Well, have have a bro- piece of broccoli every now and then. <laughs> Jesus, lay off the cotton candy. I I do think that the play should be to take a tackle at four if Marvin is gone. You know, we talked about Malik Neighbors, and I, I can warm up to that. But I still love these these two tackles and Alu Fashanu and and Joe Alt. But Marvin Harrison Jr. is in a tier on his own in this class. Now, there are people that would argue like Caleb Williams is in that tier too. That's fine. That, that means nothing to me. I don't have to, you know, surround myself with Caleb Williams' family here in Arizona. We, we have our quarterback. So I'm just looking at positions the Cardinals are going to target, tackle, wide receiver early. Like, I got tipped off pretty well today. The Cardinals know where the strength in this draft is, and it's not on the defensive side, at least early on. Yeah. I, like, it's, rece- it's going to be a receiver or a tackle for the Cardinals I put my 401k on that. Like we we know (laughs) that that's what's going to happen. The Cardinals also are not going to trade down to the point where they water down a pick that they've invested a four and 13 season in. So they're going to, they're going to leave the draft with either Marvin Harrison, Jr. Joel, Alu Fashionu, Malik neighbors. Feel, feel pretty confident in that three and a half months out. Well, before the combine, the pro day, because guess what? It's about what it's about the tape. And if the player backs up the tape, you go through the combine, not to say, well, this guy is going to go from the 25th prospect to the 10th prospect. You go to the combine and the pro day to get confirmation on what you see on tape. Mm -hmm. The medicals have to check out. The person has to check out. And if Marvin Harrison Jr. is the number one player on the board, going to the combine, assuming that he doesn't flounder in interviews, is not going to change that. And if people are watching Malik Neighbors tape, give them credit. We got our guy Brad Spielberger saying like he's he's one A to to the one B or yeah. vice versa, and he's the number one receiver in every other draft class. Then he should get a top five grade, and I'm open to that. But th- this is a draft class. The Cardinals' defense is in shambles. That doesn't mean you force a defensive pick. They're going to take an offensive player. It, it really is, it's going to be fascinating to look back at this draft and, and look at it kind of like we saw the 2021 draft where. It was a heavy run early on offense. Of course, you had the quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence and Zach yeah. Wilson at that point and Trey Lance and Justin Fields was in that and, and sandwiched in between, but not until like, I think it was like pick eight or nine where they had J.C. Horn and then Patrick Sertain goes a few picks later and, and Micah Parsons like, when we say, oh, okay, there were the defensive players. Unfortunately, like the college tape just didn't reflect it enough to, to see how these guys were going to translate as far as pros. But, I mean, yeah. there's going to be defensive talent that's going to come out of this draft. But I think as far as the decision makers, as far as the talent evaluators, like they're going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting that I don't think has been done so far. But, like, the offense just feels way for, further ahead. And, you know, for Marvin Harrison to distance himself from the other two guys, like Roma Dunze and, and Malik Neighbors, like, that are speak, they're so well spoken of that, you know, Brad, as you said, he would be the top wide receiver in any other draft. But this one speaks to the type of prospect that Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Why well, you just can't teach 6'3 and his, yeah. and his ability. Like, Neighbors is six foot and he's a and is a freak in his own right. It's just somebody's just got some better genetics right now. Like you're 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 slicing hairs at that point, and I'm glad that that's a problem that the Cardinals are gonna are gonna be presented with. Uh, Dave, I think my co-host can confirm this. Paris Johnson Jr. Ohio State. I feel like Marvin and Harrison Jr. and Paris Johnson Jr. talk a lot. I would hope so. That means something for the franchise's future. Paris Johnson Jr. I'm sure gave a glowing endorsement for 
My, Marvin Harrison Jr. to JG, and then vice versa, JG to Marvin Harrison Jr. Both. Yeah, I mean, there's, I don't, and Paris Johnson Jr. does not hide his, uh, his love for his, his buddy, his former teammate, Marvin Harrison Jr. He, he'll, he'll tell anybody about it, and I'm sure, like, if if you get caught in the vortex, it will pull you in, and Paris Johnson Jr. will tell you all about his guy, and and that's, I mean, he, he's he's not coming from. Uh, Tulane. He's not coming from, you know, Memphis. He's not coming from like some small mid, uh, mid major. He played at Ohio state that has churned out just wide receiver after wide receiver. It's, it's been a wide receiver factory for a long time. And, you know, like how often do they, do they really bust? I mean, the last couple have, have been rock solid. So I'm I'm confident in that. So let's talk about this. Best like as it stands right now, where's your confidence level that he could get there to, at four? Sixty percent, I think, better than a coin flip. Um, you know, Dubs in the chat brings up a point of what if the Patriots trade to one mm-hmm. and the Bears get to three, and then they take Marvin Harrison Jr. and then the Pats get Caleb Williams or Drake May. The Chicago Bears are, in my opinion, Dubs are not going to water down this quarterback situation anymore. Like if you're not taking Caleb Williams, then you should just go with Justin Fields. But guess what? They're going to go with Caleb Williams because he is unequivocally the best quarterback in this draft class. Like if if you want extra picks fine and you like Marvin Harrison Jr. Justin Fields has not put on the kind of tape that you can say, well, he's going to help us win the NFC North. Jordan loves a better quarterback right now. So how do you combat that? Guess what? It's not doubling and tripling down with what's not working. You need a trump card. Yeah. Your trump card mm-hmm. with respect to Jaden Daniels is Caleb Williams. Yeah, That's it. Like that, That's the decision. If a team, and this is the, the argument I've made since day one, if a team wants to come up and take the quarterback that you have an opportunity to draft, why the fuck aren't you drafting that quarterback, <laughs> Chicago, when your quarterback is 10 and 29? Yeah. That's it just it's just say it out loud. And that's what they're gonna do. So I'm arguing against nobody. But I I feel like if the Patriots dominoes continue to fall, the right head coach comes into place, you talk about rebuilding, and you you're in a position to take a court. They don't want to be in a, a top five yeah. picking team again. They feel, oh, we Patriot way, we'll get back to North. Then you need to take Jaden Daniels. So I would say 60, 65% right now. Let's uh let's check out this this chat message here from Grammatically Challenged Ryan Poles. Do we see this, Damon? Getting back, back in the chat there. Uh there he is. At the top, you got the first pick is for sell. Ryan Poles jumping in the chat here uh with his avatar of him hugging. Your house uh, is Justin gonna be for sale, Ryan. If you don't draft Caleb Williams, because <laughs> you're gonna be fired. Your house is going to be for put your house up for the market. You're going you're gonna to really enjoy being, you know, assistant to the GM, you know, in Atlanta or Philadelphia or somewhere else because you, if you don't take Caleb Williams, you will get fired. They already were in a position. They had the first pick last year, and they wanted to see if Justin Fields can improve on his sophomore season where he was dynamic running the football, still had a lot to prove throwing the football. So they used their draft capital, their cap space, to try to help, they went out and got DJ Moore. They utilized that first round, that first overall selection, the trade out. They got a haul, but also gave him the first overall selection this year, but didn't take him out of that top 10 with their own pick. Mm-hmm. They'll miss the playoffs. And then, but they traded out. They traded out an opportunity to take CJ Stroud. I mean, obviously, the top pick was Bryce Young, but Bears could have 
stick and pick and, and taking CJ Stroud, pivot off Justin Fields. It would be back to back drafts potentially that you 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 moved in favor of Justin Fields for a franchise guy, like a legit franchise guy, and and CJ Stroud and, and Caleb Williams. It's and, and you're right; those types of moves they cost they sh- they should cost jobs. Look at the Bears' schedule this year. The Cardinals played the second hardest schedule in the NFL. Kyler Murray faced the hardest strength of schedule. The Bears played their own division, which had two playoff teams in it. But the Chicago Bears, I was told, were supposed to be the playoff team, not the Packers. If the Bears beat the Packers one time or two times, they're probably making the playoffs, right? They got to play uh, the Buccaneers. They got to play the Denver Broncos at home. They got to play the Commanders. They got to play the Raiders. They got to play the Chargers, the Saints. They got to play the NFC South. They got to play the Panthers. They got to play Joe Flacco's Browns. They got Mm -hmm. to play the Falcons. Just... And Justin Fields can't get you to the playoffs with right. that schedule. Hello, fourth place schedule, <laughs> loaded team. Let's let's trade for Montez Sweat. The defense figures it out. Loser, you lost. <laughs> it's over. It's only going to get worse. All right, so we let's pivot from the the Bears to the Patriots, who also stand in the way. Because sure. the Commanders just they seem like a lock to get a quarterback in this yeah. draft. It seems like they got to figure it out. Right. The the Patriots with Gerard Mayo and Ian Rappaport just coming out with some information as, as far as how they could hire like Gerard that. Mayo tomorrow. They don't even have Ooh, to go like through that. this hiring process. I need that. And this is a roster that needs a lot of help. And are they going to start with a wide receiver? I mean, they they like I don't know if you want to just go. All right, we're going to get Gerard Mayo as our head coach. He'll be the successor to Bill Belichick, and then we'll go out there and aggressively pursue a veteran quarterback. And then couple him with Marvin Harrison Jr. That's like a half-assed rebuild. Well, I mean, like, I I could understand if the Patriots are just like, we just want to go chalk and take the best player available in this draft in every round because we feel like our roster needs that. Like, does Robert Kraft, though, watch what happened with the Houston Texans and say, you know what? Jaden Daniels can be our CJ Stroud and we can be viable. We can be viable. Our defense might be ahead of schedule. We're going to add some pieces in free agency. Maybe, maybe we sign T. Higgins. I, If you draft Marvin Harrison Jr., that's fine. But what what's your plan on getting him the football? If it's we're going to wait for you know, a quarterback in the second round or we're just going to punt on this year, they could do that. They could very much do that. I think that like where the 40% of my doubt comes in is if they just say, we're going to be bad this year. We're not going to contend in a division with the Bills and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. So if they're okay with taking it on the chin and hopefully getting their quarterback next year, that would be the only situation that scares me. Yeah. But I, again, if Jaden, it's all about like what what do teams think of Jaden Daniels? If it's true, like Albright has been reporting and other people have kind of mentioned this. Well, listen to what Paul said. He mentions they're going to, what the four quarterbacks do. I got to imagine one of those guys is Jaden Daniels. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, maybe Jaden Daniels goes to the Commanders. Maybe Drake May goes to the Patriots. I We're going to know. That might actually be the best case scenario. For everybody. Yeah. Well, I don't know about for the Commanders, but, I mean, Caleb goes I, one. I told you. If I, Daniels goes two, somebody's coming up for May. I if, think, if it's not the Patriots. I think 
Jane Daniels has way more juice than Drake May right now. People can laugh at that. We have Drake May homers in the chat, maybe a bust. We haven't been on him at all. Jane, Jane Daniels, like, you want to know where the NFL quarterback position is going to? His skill set translates to the NFL. <laughs> Drake May's skill set absolutely translates to the NFL. Uh, Inaccuracy translates to the NFL. It's, 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 it's just this. a matter of can, can he play within a system? Can he and can he develop his skill set? But as far as his size, his athleticism, his arm yeah, strength, yeah, I mean he's a there. top three pick. I just can I just say I just like Jaden Daniels at this point a little bit more. I, I think Jaden Daniels running around making plays. Buying time, like Drake May's not the athlete Jaden Daniels is. It's pretty close. Agree to disagree. Matthew Smith, Jaden Daniels is a loser. He can't win. He won a lot in the SEC. Drake May, proven winner. <laughs> what did he win? He went against Panera Bread. Campbell. Yeah, he took yeah. out Campbell. Campbell Soup. Tuna Fish University. I think where you could get in trouble as a general manager with Drake May is is saying what we're saying right now is like got all the tools. What if he comes in the NFL is just not a winner? It happens a lot. You did you couldn't win the ACC? You couldn't be in the ACC championship game and you're Look, a top I, I get it. Like I get it, but as far as like prospects and and what, you know, obviously organizations fall in love with, I that Drake May possesses that. I would love to see, and I think this is a reach. It, the Patriots trading back with a Raiders with somebody like that to recoup assets and just say, we're not even close this year. We need everything. And then you have like kind of what San Francisco did a couple of years ago when they traded up to three. I can't remember who they traded with. And you had, of course, the situation with the Jets and the and the Jaguars ahead of them. Like, I wonder if we could see that again. I know the Patriots need a quarterback, but I think the the, the right play for them, honestly, is QB or do what the Cardinals did and just stockpile because you don't have anything worth worth running yeah. with. Is that you think that's a possibility? Yeah, for sure. It, it, get into teardown mode and uh, asset accumul- uh, accumulation mode. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's just say, what, you know what? what Monty did. Yeah, we like Malik Neighbors. Maybe we can get Olu Fashion or Joe Alt in the back half of the top ten. The Cardinals think that way too. So they're the, the Patriots are the the ultimate wild card. Didi saying Patriots can trade back. I mean, it is. The, but I think if they're going to trade back, I mean, it, do, you, do you think there's going to be a team more apt to trade up for a quarterback or for that quarterback. fell on the Oh, yeah. For yeah. A quarterback. They're coming exactly. up for a quarterback. I mean, who are the Raiders starting a quarterback next year? Aiden O'Connell and his stash? Oh, my God. Did you see his stats this year? <laughs> Like that, that would be a move. The, the Vikings and the Raiders probably feel like we've got the supporting cast to like make some noise with a with a young quarterback. Vikings wanted to do it last year. Right. So I wonder if... They get up. They want to take Anthony Richardson. They want to trade five firsts. And and a, uh, and a Daniel Hunter. Wasn't it part of that? It's insane. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Teams will have to weigh like the Cardinals did last year, but I don't think Will Anderson Jr. is not the caliber of prospect that Marvin is, in my opinion. 
the Cardinals had to weigh taking Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter versus stockpiling picks for the for the greater good. And who's the GM for the Patriots? I don't even know who. Well, I mean, it, Belichick wore many oh, yeah, hats. So, I need a GM. so the yeah, and, and there was reports that Casario from Houston could potentially jump ship from the Texans. So, so if Casario's running that draft, he's gonna have he'll have to look Patriot fans in the eye and say, you know what? We didn't take a quarterback. We didn't take a Hall of Fame level prospect because of this roster is so bad. I we need everything. I mean, this he was happen. also the guy that traded out. He traded back to the top three to take a, an edge rusher because he felt like they were close. Does anyone right. think the Patriots are close? For for Pat's fans' sake, no. But you never know. Let's get to these super chats. You guys are crushing it. Richard jumping in four ninety nine. Richard, what's happening? I can see the Bears trading with the Patriots and grabbing M- MHJ at third overall. Um, Bears are picking one first overall, Richard. Yeah, I just don't see them getting away from taking Caleb Williams. I I just don't. Deuce, two dollar super chat. The tune. Go Johnny Jeremy. Uh, go Cards. I don't know what that means. We love you, dudes. Richard, again, does anybody have the capital to jump us to grab Marvin Harrison Jr.? It's possible, but again, like the Patriots, though, I feel like they're going to take a quarterback tax trade down before they do a a mini MHJ trade down. Could be wrong. I talked about buying insurance the other day. Nobody, Nobody was on that bandwagon. So if it happens and we get jumped for Marvin Harrison Jr., it's all your fault. Everybody yeah. in the chat's fault. Dave with the 999 super sticker. Uh, also, we got Merv chiming in here with the uh, was a super chat. My old co-host here. Alex Clancy says we should trade back our first if Marvin Harrison Jr. falls to four and tra- draft a tackle. The Chargers fifth. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I want some of his OGs. Look, Alex Clancy thinks that uh, Hamburger Helper is a suitable meal for an adult his age. So, you know, take that for what you want. I just that's if if Mar if you somehow are at four and Marvin Harrison is there for the selecting and you trade out, uh, that's going to be a tough one as well. I just don't think Mar that that Monty Osfort would do such a thing. I I don't have it like a hundred percent in the safe, locked up, sourced, but I feel very confident in saying that the Arizona Cardinals will draft Marvin Harrison Jr. if he makes yeah. it to fourth overall. I feel yeah. like I there's there's no scenario that you could present to them that another team would realistically do like no team's giving you three ones three twos three three like the cardinals are taking him if he's there at four assuming yeah. he medically checks out he's gonna there, be a cardinal there, if he look, it. there there are takes that clancy has like that that sometimes i think he needs to live in a room with padded walls you do you though i mean like <laughs> listen <laughs> he's not wrong for saying that the cardinals need a tackle they do but for sure. Just but when like, you're sitting there and you're staring at Marvin Harrison Jr., and I'm having fun at Clancy's expense. I talked to him the other day. He, like, that, that's what's great about Alex. Like, and he, he'll pound the table to, to uh, you know, eat your vegetables and, and take a tackle. But, and, and, and this isn't all like, the Marvin Harrison Jr. is different than like just taking a wide receiver because it's fun. Like, this is just... He's he's gonna be, immediately becomes one of the best players on your football team. He's a it's a franchise changer. Yeah, it's a locker room changer. Absolutely, it changes yeah. everything. Like Cardinals, they had a nice, not a nice year. I think they surprised some people. They 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 need star players. They only they have like five star players. They have a lot of guys that 
probably shouldn't be on an NFL roster. And then there's a gap and then they have a couple stars. Mike, $5 super chat. My guy, we have to watch where Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins end up. I think, Mike, you're 100% correct. Also, Gerard Mayo, to me, doesn't probably want to fuck with Russell Wilson, I would imagine. And then Kirk Cousins, like, why would Kirk Cousins, when he could go to Atlanta, go to New England? I, I think New England could be squeezed out of this veteran quarterback market because What's of the, the fact. the allure of New England now? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like good ownership, for yeah. sure. Um, patient, they're going to have patience for what's going on. But like you watch Cam Newton, how he was treated and you watch Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones, you know, regress the bed. Like yeah. Mac Jones regressed. Like he became a worse quarterback than he went in there. I, you, you got to be able to say, you know what guys, we need a special player at quarterback. And where you get that, you get that in the NFL draft topic, $64.99 immense friend of the program. Raiders really need a QB Raiders. Raiders are absolutely in play to trade up. And if if Marvin goes three, Raiders are a conversation that Austin Ford will have. Same thing with the Vikings. I mean, you don't want to go down too far. But, I mean, the Raiders, if they get Antonio Pierce back and they feel like they're just going to run it back and Jaden Daniels could really help them and just be a continuation of what they got going on, yeah. They've got the pieces outside of that, for sure. They did a nice job this year. Uh, we got more conversation on the docket, but first... Again, big thank you, Gila River Resorts and Casinos, for being the home location for our watch parties here during the 2023 NFL season. The party doesn't stop, though. If you haven't checked out Gila River Resorts and Casinos, what are you waiting for? They've got an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert, and they've set the bar super high. They've got state-of-the-art gaming floor with 800 slot machines. They've got 15-plus blackjack tables and live table games. Plus, they've got Arizona's largest casino sportsbook, the the Top Golf Bar and Grill is fantastic. Spicy chicken sandwich, ultimate nachos. Damon and I stuffing our face there, enjoying Seattle Cardinals. And the sports book is off the chain. Check them out if you can't if you can't make like a trip to Vegas. This is a Vegas level casino. The quality is elite. It's better than Vegas casinos, frankly. It's clean. It's got it's an environment better. that you guys want to check out. Damon, isn't it like the best place ever? It it's amazing. I love going out to Gila River every week. Yeah, you do you. Check them out. Don't take our over for it. Like le- legitimately check them out. Gila.com for more details. I'm always like, am I am I in like Southern Phoenix right now or am I in Vegas? Because that's what it feels like. Uh, and I'm a, there's going to be multiple times I'm going to talk my wife into, we're going to go to a sports book and it's going to be here locally and you're going to have a blast. So, so do it this off season. You won't be sorry that you did. The in Vegas feeling and actually not being in Vegas is got that's pretty elite right there. Yeah. Not having yeah, to, yeah, not sure. having to travel and and you just be able to get off this trip like that uh, and and being in the comfort of your own home is fantastic. Also, the comfort of your own home is it's elite, right? And when you've got great flooring to go along with it, it makes it even better. Our friends over at Empire Today, they're making it easier for you to shop new carpet, new flooring. EmpireToday.com slash PHNX. This is going to start you off on the right foot when you start to shop brand new flooring because you're going to get $350 off new floors. Check out EmpireToday.com slash PHNX and you can check out their virtual floor designer and see everything that they've got over there at Empire Today. It's a quick, convenient, easy way 
to get yourself new flooring in your house or condo, wherever it may be, our friends over at Empire Today keeps shopping for floors simple, and they know what they're talking about. It's not just somebody that used to work at the old Blockbuster that closed down. It's somebody that knows about flooring and going to be able to answer each and every question that you have. EmpireToday.com slash PHNX and learn about how you can save $350 immediately in finding new flooring for your place. Topic 64, uh, another super chat, 499. Every mock draft I see says we're getting Marvin Harrison Jr., but CBS mock will not give us MHJ. Do they know something? They know jack shit. They don't know. <laughs> we know more than them. Topic 64. Now, with all due respect, like I think Benjamin Albright, this is where he cooks in the offseason. We sat with him at the Super Bowl last year. He said Cardinals aren't taking Will Anderson Jr. That was news to us, ended up being true. Like he he knew about you know, Jonathan Gannon before anybody coming to Arizona interviewing here. He like, it's not about respectfully what a fan base wants or about what a player wants. What are people in the league and what are agents in the league saying about the situations at hand? That's where he's tapped into. And he is hearing unequivocally. Jaden Daniels is a top five lock and he is more than leading the tea leaves of reading the tea leaves of the Cardinals are going to get Marvin Harrison jr. So until that changes, and it could change. I'm inclined to think I'll go with with a guy that's batting about 800 in, in prior off seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not with you. as like Jaden Daniels better prospect than, than May, but like Daniels, his size, his his ability, his arm strength is good yeah. enough. The productivity in the SEC, right up there with what Burrow did in that unbelievable run with that loaded LSU team. Just the total touchdowns, the athleticism, like it's all there. Like it's it's not just some guy who's like 26 years old who put up big time numbers and might not translate to the NFL. Like Jaden Daniels will be an NFL quarterback. It's six four two ten. Yeah, I mean, you can, you in a frame you can still add more muscle to. Forty touchdowns, four picks, right? Almost four thousand yards passing, seventy two percent completion percentage. Running the football, I have rushing stats here. Hang on. So that's passing stats. Rushing right. the football his last year at LSU, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. So 50 total touchdowns and almost 5,000 yards of total offense. I mean, that's that's like Cam Newton stuff in the best conference. And yeah, he had a number one receiver, but I, I would say Jaden Daniels helped Malik Neighbors and vice versa. Like, you watch J.J. McCarthy on a loaded Michigan team, and you watch... Jaden Daniels, who's the better player? Like, we know who the better player is. So I, when Anthony Richardson, who was an ultimate project, mm-hmm. but he, was, he was a big boy project in the offseason, when he goes five, what world does Jaden Daniels not go top? Four, yeah. I mean, he's... Four, I'm sorry. The thing is, like, Richardson and, and Daniels can do himself this this service, too. Is like, when he goes to Indy, just light it up. Like, I don't think he's got the ability to do what Richardson did as far as Richardson was overcoming like 52% completion and the production wasn't there. Exactly. And he played in a worse conference for sure. Instead of yesterday. I mean, mean, the skill set was what Richardson had. The productivity I think is what Daniels has. And then what you can, what you can feel as you can a project and adding size to him and, and continue to develop him as, as a passer. Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to – multiple teams are going to fall in love with him, and that's that's going to be good for the Cardinals. It's just going to be great for the Cardinals. Right. Damon, I, I, you're a U of A guy, and we need our guy Shane Diefenbach on the show, but like 
I think he said he, he's never going to talk to you again. I think. Yeah, I don't. Get, I don't you're the main reason he's staying do away. Pe- do people have good things to say about him when he was here? Was he like a good dude? Uh, I mean, I, there was a lot of like fishiness around his like recruiting in a way with Antonio Pierce and like his mom kind of being in cahoots, and then there was like this like credit card kind of scandal. But you know what, I. I don't think any of that's true. I'm gonna just I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just believe and none of that's true. He trashed his locker when he transferred. Well, I do remember that. That was a viral video where could, they, could, they, have been ge- could they have been jealous that he then was gonna go on to superstardom? You know, sometimes at the end of the day, when you're a shooting star, there are some people that you know want to try to bring you down. I never Maybe heard he was like a bad guy. Okay, he's a good dude. That's what seemed we, like a really good kid. And okay. I thought that the the viral video, the guys crushing him when he transferred, like saying, paraphrasing, basically he sucks. Are those guys selling insurance now? What are they? Yeah, doing? I don't think that they're playing ball, and they're not going to be in Indy gearing up for the NFL draft and a top five pick potentially. But, but I I can't also just completely discount his tenure here. Like I I know you can develop, but I I after watching him play for. For two seasons, I know that he was handy. He was handicapped and held back by Herm Edwards and that staff, but like there wasn't anything from that offense. And they had some decent players. They had Purcell, who's going to be in the draft this year. Then they have uh, they had Wilson, who's at Florida State Johnny too. Wilson, yeah, Johnny Wilson. Uh, they also had Brandon Ayuk. They had Richard White. Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I just when you're 18, 19 years old, and your coach sucks. And you're playing in a major conference. You're right. You're right. It was I'm everybody a, else's fault. I agree. Jaden Daniels is an elite prospect, and I, we, I shouldn't, like, I, we shouldn't besmirch him at, at, for anything. He's he's Kyler the guy. Murray had he's to him. transfer. I've Joe heard that. Burrow. Have you heard that on the on the Twitter streets? He's him. I have. Yeah, he is him. And him <laughs> is going to get us capital H I M him in Marvin Harrison Jr. Deuce number five. If really though, if Jaden Daniels gets us Marvin Harrison Jr. I will I will stain Jaden Daniels. I will buy my son a Jaden Daniels jersey. I will be all in. I will root for him to succeed because he paved the way. Prater paved the way. Jaden Daniels paved the way. A lot of people are having to sacrifice for this franchise to get their number one receiver. Dude's five dollars. Marvin Harrison Jr., Michael Wilson, Dorch, McBride, Higgy Bear, K1, King Connor, slash Carter. That equals a win. You forgot about Jonathan Brooks. We have a lot of talent and offensive weapons. <laughs> Need interior defensive lineman run stuffers. Need an elite QB. That offense right there, and I joke, that's a top 10 offense next year. They already were a top 10 offense when Kyler came back. I saw that Mark Dalton posted today, you know, the difference uh, between the Cardinals offense with and without Kyler Murray. And I think it was like ML football or one of those aggregate accounts that that repurposed it and put it out there. Um, But when you look at the difference between... Steel is another way. He's still, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's fair. That That's a, that's an honest way of putting it, but Go ahead, you know, sorry. it's a touchdown a game. It's basically the difference of a touchdown a game. And that's what a good quarterback brings you. And that's what, what he can provide to an offense. And it's the worst part about the season ending is not getting to watch him play anymore. Cause like in November, like, Oh my God, end the season. Can't watch this team. And then he comes back and he's just like, yeah, I play a couple more weeks. Let's see Kyler Murray again. Yeah. Um, did you see? So we've been talking a lot about the, this coaching carousel. The Arizona Cardinals will face five of the eight teams that are going to have new head coaches next season. I mean, that's well for their schedule. Yeah, pressure on Jonathan Gannon because you. I mean, they. 
talk about a stark contrast with, hey, JJ, your first year, you're not going to be favored in any games ever. <laughs> you're going to actually be picked to lose every game to, like, we talked about, it, I think the over-under for this team is going to be eight and a half. So when I look at the, like, the commanders, no matter what happens this offseason, the revamp, the reset that they get, Arizona Cardinals should be favored over the commanders. Same thing goes for the Patriots, who they are scheduled to play next year. Yep. The Panthers. Yep. And then the two teams that could, depending on what they do as far as coach and quarterback, Seahawks. Yep. And then it's not a quarterback issue. It's, it's you know, coaching issue, Chargers. Chargers making, are probably the most dangerous team. Of they're the making group. the playoffs next year. LA? Saying ten, 10 and 7. The Cardinals, or are you talking about LA? Cardinals making okay. playoffs next year. All right. They yeah. look like they look like a playoff team at the end of the year. They beat in Philadelphia, should have beaten Seattle, like beat beat Atlanta, like beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat teams that like there's that graphic that went around that Marvin Harrison Jr. liked. They had more wins against playoff teams than a bunch of playoff teams than the Texans <laughs> had. Right. Kyler Kyler Murray is good enough to get you to the playoffs. Like what people don't understand that. Like he I should put an asterisk on what, what you asked me. If Kyler Murray plays most of the year, if not all, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win the division, but like you can, you need to split with the Seahawks minimum. You need to split with the Rams minimum. So there's two wins, you know, whatever happens with San Francisco. And then you need to eat on these shit teams that are rebuilding the teams that are going to be in your position from a year ago. You need to beat those teams. And then they will confident. They will. Yeah. I'm confident that, uh, me and my family are going to be hitting up some some burrows here shortly. We love hitting up some some burrows. My wife gets the number nine. It's the full of taco dinner. It's elite. You got the shredded beef. You got the beans and rice. They've got everything you're looking for. It's Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. It's so key. The beans are so key, Johnny, in, in the taste. And they've yeah. got to be right. Otherwise, you know, I, I, I can be out easily on a Mexican restaurant, but some burrows gets it right as far as the beans. Delicious entrees, whether you're getting the tacos, the rolled tacos, you're getting one of their burros, the quesadillas, chimichangas. They've got a wide-ranging menu of all your staples that you love, including those margaritas, which I'm getting with each and every one of my meals. And I'm, we're once a week, at least, some burros family. Love it. It is authentic. It is some burros. Check them out. Someburros.com for more information. You can order online and pick up. You can do the drive-through so many different ways. Someburros.com. You got to get to some boroughs, probably going to use a vehicle, probably need gas. How about gas at not a premium price, but premium gas that you can get for cheap. Save 25 cents per gallon with our friends at Circle K by joining the inner circle for Circle K. And on top of that, it's America's thirst stop, folks. They've got the free new membership program known as the inner circle that's going to help you get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. If you're like me and consistently on the go, you need convenience at a convenient price, at a convenient stop, circlek.com. You can find the terms and conditions when you apply at participating locations. Visit them at circlek.com slash store locator to find a Circle K bow nearest to you. Part of the inner circle, you're going to save three cents per gallon every single day. Gas has never been cheaper. So you're talking about savings on savings on savings and then free snacks inside I just I like a place that makes things easy that hooks me and my family up. Join the earner circle now. You will not be sorry that you did. Become a diehard at goldphnx.com. I was in the member Discord last night chopping it up. I, I'm pulling everybody in the Discord. I'm saying, who in free agency do you want? Mm -hmm. If you become a diehard, 
I'm going to go to a couple sources and say, are the Cardinals going to be in on these people? So you guys ask us in the Cardinal PHNX Cardinal member discord, asking you shall deliver. We're going to start Q&As, open Q&As, videos, whatever you guys want to do, do it with us, become a diehard, pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. It's my favorite hoodie, the PHNX hoodie. Ba-bam, ba-bam. Get it right now at the diehard, the PHNX diehard. Become a diehard today. Bam. I don't know what that was about, but we're going to have exclusive diehard only content too. Uh, I mean, we were already chopping up. There's great memes already in there today about the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, it, it is, it's basically, you get access to the exclusive go PHNX discord. You're getting mm-hmm. into now just a Marvin Harrison discord. Like all we do is just talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, the conversation continues. It never stops. Only way to access it, becoming a diehard today and get that gear. As Johnny said, the PHNX locker.com nearly 300 people left in the chat. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for making this such a big week to start the off season. Hit us with a like. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter around the office. I've been back from the Cardinals facility for one week, and I've been hearing chirping from the PHNX Suns to Yotes to D-backs. Like, ours is the best fan base. They hit us with a like. They False. show up. False. I say, you're full of shit. The Cardinals fans, they show up each and every day. They come to chat. They drop the likes. They do everything uh, to continue to build this community, and we're thankful for that. So drop a like, not only for us, but also for yourselves as we continue to just grow this community, which is uh, it's been far too long for this to, to actually happen. And we're, we're grateful to be able to talk about Cardinals football each and every day. And, and now they got great direction, and to talk about that direction that they're going is fantastic. Topic 64, 499 Super Chat. Getting this out of here. Bo, that kid, Arias, the 6'3 receiver, card yeah. signed him. Does he have a shot, or is this a special team situation? You know what? I don't know if Arias is going to be a special teamer. He played at Colorado collegiately, and he was with this team after the NFL draft. He was one of their undrafted rookie free agent additions, and it was on and off the roster, the practice squad throughout the year. Could he be a guy with the opportunity to kind of become, you know, a Greg Dorch type where, you know, he starts on the practice squad, you know, a Britain Golden type starts on the practice squad, works his way up. But yeah, teams is going to be a big part of that. But then can he maybe carve out a role for himself in the offense? Certainly has the size, physicality to do so. And there's certainly an opportunity as well. Uh, But we'll see pretty quiet rookie year. But, you know, coming as an undrafted guy from a bad Colorado program, this was pre-prime. Uh, you know, he's he's got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Getting 500 likes on this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Drop a comment down below. You tell us right now who you think is going to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots, the Washington Commanders, and how can that impact our sweet baby Arizona Cardinals. This chat's going to be on fire all offseason. I can't wait for the day Justin Fields gets traded. That's going to be a great show. <laughs> We're going to enjoy it. In the meantime, Damon Dog behind the mic. He's Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We will put a bow with a Football Friday podcast. Manana. Peace. <laughs>